0: coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the paper stack podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. All right. Welcome back to another paper stack podcast. First podcast in the new location. As you can see, it's, you're going to get to see a lot of stuff. You're going to get to see a lot of changes. You're going to get to see it right now before it's going through pretty the much update. any changes. Uh, you know, we should, we'll put a little video. You want to shoot a video? We of, can. Of we'll the read. office and what yeah. it looks like now. And then, you know, we'll shoot a video and so you can see what it looks like behind the scenes when everything is done. Some B-roll. Yeah. I think we, did we, we did mention that we, uh, we were going to get a condo, right?
1: Yeah. And yes. So this is the new, new this, condo. This, this is this a new place. place. And so it's pretty cool. I like it so far. It's good. It's it's, uh, nice. It's easy. It's quiet. No distractions
0: and get straight to work. Yeah, we'll show you. So stay tuned to the end. You'll see a video of the new place, see the new office, what it looks like. Pretty cool. Cool monitors. I know it sounds ridiculous, but the monitors are... Yeah. yeah i want one in my house now oh yeah it's yeah. I, I started working on it and you know i was used to working on three monitors and then covid i went down to two monitors and now i've got this thing and it's like oh wow well, this is the new this is the new hot stuff this is the new bar of where i need to work and it's super efficient but yeah, no, i, like I wouldn't been able to set it up like without like there's just, like all these little micro tweaks on the settings that if i didn't have you know Mike, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we'll, okay. would we'll, we'll be able to do it. We'll be able to do anything in the studio without Mike, probably. No, we have a whole new studio setup coming, um, lots of cool stuff, new like angles. Yeah. Three cameras now instead of one, um, lighting, just the whole deal. It's going to be awesome. It's nice because you kind of walk in and Mike goes, well, this is what I think we should do with that. And I'm like, yeah, that, just do that. No qualms
1: here. Go yep. for
0: it. Go for it. Let's do it.
1: So, this week, we want to talk about a couple things. First off, tomorrow, if you are attending DME, well, actually, this will probably go out. Uh, Ah, So, go out on Friday.
0: So, I guess if you're at DME. Come up and say hello. Come up and say hello. If you're listening to this. Maybe we'll get this out Thursday. Can you get it out Thursday? Yeah, Yeah, we'll get it out. We'll get it out Thursday. Today is Thursday (laughs) for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... You know, if you're at DME, it's, it's looking like a great event. I've been going through the app, and there's a lot of people showing up. I know it's kind of too late to get tickets, but if you're in the area... I mean, Is it? Are they sold out? I don't know if it's sold out, but I mean, if somebody's going to, you know, fly in overnight,
0: unless you're in Florida, or yeah. fly overnight. But it's well, kinda... it's cool. D yeah, like, it's almost like, it's almost like the golf, like the PGA. Like, uh, so, when the P- or like a, a singer. Whenever they go on tour, mm-hmm. they, they start, and they usually hit, like, They'll do a South Florida, Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, or somewhere in that order. The PGA Tour is like, goes down to West Palm, they stop in Orlando, then next week they're in um, St. Augustine, or for, not St. Augustine, but they're playing the um, the PGA. Yeah, this is like, DME is starting, like it kicks off, like there's four events. Is it really? Yeah, there's, so there's the DME. Then there's IMN. Oh, I thought there was four DMEs. So, okay. No, 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 no. There's DME. And then there's IMN. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, distra- a bank asset distressed something in Miami. And then there's the one you're going to you're source? speaking at. Oh, that, that one, yeah. Over in, in Naples. So mm-hmm. there's like this whole little circuit. So I have a lot of people, you know, that I'm talking with, you know, from California, Texas, some people up in New York. They're like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm coming down and I'm just hitting, boom, boom, boom. Hitting hitting all, hitting them all, just taking a week. And it kind of fly, you know, butts up against spring breaks. I turn it into a little vacation.
1: Yeah. It's good for, you know, business, but bad for the kids that are out of school. (laughs) we will be out, but yeah. Anyhow. So like this week, there's just, I've, I've, it goes back and forth. People think, oh, you know, note investing is a passive investment. It's like, eh, is it a passive investment? So we're gonna talk about what's passive about it? You know, is there parts of it that are passive? Is there parts that are not? We know that, that to be kind of true, but is, I mean, even performing notes, are they passive? Like, is it really a such thing as, is there anything that's ever set it and forget it, but is notes one of them that you can set it and
0: forget it? So starting off, Rick, what parts of note investing are passive? Oh man, that's good. It's a good question. Note investing, yes, it can be very passive, and it can and it cannot be passive. It just depends on there's several factors on what type of loan you're buying, or you buy a performing loan versus a non performing loan. Right. What are your systems set up? What's your team like? And are you doing this as? Are you intending to do this as a passive investment versus you're doing this as a full time business? Right. Okay. Because if it's if you're doing this as a full time business. Mm. And you're like, look, this is what I do. Well, it's a very active, it's it's your business. You, you know, you don't you don't start and run a business and it'd be passive. Right. So if it's a full-time business, you're probably starting with your own capital. Then you're building systems in place. You're building a team. You're actively doing workouts. And then you're probably out there raising capital. So it's very much an active. Got it. If say you're
1: somebody who's got a full-time job over here, W-2, and you're just like, look, I have a self-directed IRA. I want to get a straight yield at like 8 to 9%, 10%, whatever. Like
0: that's passive? It can be passive. Yes, it can be very passive. And it, it can vary. It can vary in how passive it is, right? So what's the one extreme? Like most passive, it can be like, forget Easily. The most passive way to invest in mortgage debt. Is to invest in a fund that invests in mortgage debt, yeah, right? That makes total sense. You literally give them the money, so you know NWM fund were closed down, not taking investments. But there's there's other funds over, you know, whether it's um, Chris 70, Chris 70's, and 70's got a, a fund. Martin. Eddie Speed's got Colonial Capital Management. Martin Sains has got a fund. I'm sure there. Who else is? out oh, right? Dan I and mean, Dan Deppen. There's, there's Deppin, a bunch of them out there. Jason Lewis has a fund. There's just there's a lot of different lot of different funds out there Mm -hmm. that you can sort of just take your money, plug it into it and just be done. Right. So that's the most passive. It's so true because the guy, so I went to an event at Martin's during Christmas Mm -hmm. and some guy that
1: was a big real estate guy out of New York, he was there. And what I realized is that all the people, a lot of them that were there were invested in this fund Mm -hmm. and he had been doing like everyday, you know, tenants and toilets and stuff like that. And he said, you know, he just put his stuff in a couple different, Passive things and he put one of them was you know, Martin Sting, one of them was like yield street. he just did all kinds of stuff Now he's you know, he's, he's making good yields,
0: you know, good stuff, but he just kind of now he's completely passive But I just, now it, it is completely passive and that's what you're kind of if that's what you're looking for. That's the way to do it
1: mm-hmm.
0: Now the other extreme is you're buying non-performing loans That you have that you're just Require in-depth workouts and you're taking them through foreclosure and you're getting them back and doing the rehab on them and selling them and doing owner financing on them. There's a whole lot of moving parts in there, right? Yes. And so those yields that were drastically different than what a passive could be. Of course. Well, they they could be or they could not be. I mean, you could. One of the things about investing in a fund is if you are invested in a fund, they're investing in multiple assets hundreds if not thousands of assets right yes if one asset goes bad mm-hmm. and let me tell you if you're in this business for any length of time it's gonna happen you know i remember when we started we were just we were batting a thousand for so long we were just batting a thousand <laughs> for so long and i was just like i don't know what people are talking about do you lose it's gonna happen and it just, it's just it's a lot of averages it's just gonna happen like You could be the, you could do the best at buying things. It doesn't matter. Things can go wrong. And when things go wrong, they can go way off the tracks. So, but if you're buying in a fund, arguably your, your investment is diversified over multiple assets. So you might look at you're getting an eight to 10% return in a fund and you know, that's, is it, is it a 23% return? No, but if you are able to invest fifty or a hundred thousand dollars and have that spread out over you know hundreds of assets, then the performance of the fund isn't based off of one asset versus if you buy three or four assets and you have one of them that goes really wrong mm-hmm. that one can that one can just erase most if not all profits from the other three or f- that you bought
1: right interesting
0: and so it's um, the interesting thing too. You know, you can, but you can bet a thousand on a t- on you know four non performers, get them back, and make you know thirty or forty or fifty percent returns. Very true. But there's also a difference between the fund and also buying
1: notes, say on, on paper stack, where you're buying just say performing, and you're hoping that they all go right. And so you have ten of them. Well, if you're with the fund, you're like, look, I'm 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 done. I'm gonna I'm gonna cash out, I guess. But you're not. You don't actually hold an asset. You mean you have your money in the fund. Mm-hmm. But unlike that, with you bought the assets off paper stack, you have ten of them. Yep. You're like look, I'm going to cash out. I,
0: I'm, but you have an asset to sell. Here you don't have an asset to sell. You yeah. have an asset to sell. You're just selling your your interest in the fund. Yeah, and then sometimes they have locks some different funds. So you know, passive there might be a little less control over your capital, a True. little less liquidity. There might be lockup periods versus in the um, if it's your own stuff, you can buy and sell at will. Another way to do something passive and correct me
1: if I'm wrong, Rick, but another method that might work if you're looking at passive is doing a partial
0: partials probably seem pretty passive right partial it's a great way to to have a, um a passive investment you can buy an income stream for a given length of time, and if the person you're buying it from is you know they're obviously financially motivated to keep that deal good because if not you know it falls back on them it falls back on them and you can foreclose and but so, you might be able to get a higher yield than you most likely could than within a fund. Sure. But at the end of the day, you still have to have... It's it's all degrees of how passive is it. Very right? true.
1: And then also, too, a lot of times when you're buying one, like a, one of those notes, I guess a lot of times... I guess with a note, if you're buying a partial, it does allow you to be non, uh,
0: non-accredited. non mm-hmm. It's a lot of these funds that are reg Ds. You have to be accredited, right? You have to be accredited investors. So it's... It's a way to get in there, so you can buy performing loans and still be passive with it, right? Right. So it's all about setting up your team. And if you're using your self-directed IRA, four hundred one k, there's certain rules in place, which I don't know the you know exactly the, the exact swim lanes that you have to swim in. But I know that it's like, look, you can't be out there if you're buying, you know, a fix and flip. You can't be the one swinging the hammer. you got to pay somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Setting up a team and, and your team, setting up a team can sound daunting, but that could simply be just getting the right servicer in place, right? right. Mm-hmm. So having a servicer that you can do it or or picking up an asset management firm and saying, look, I need you to go ahead and manage this if things if things go wrong. And they don't always go wrong, but sometimes they go wrong. So that's a big as a way to mitigate it, to buy a performing asset, buy it with your informed self-directed um, IRA or your retirement account or whatever, you go ahead and put, put the right team in place. And then it can be as passive as it needs to be. You can just be answering emails and phone calls, you know, and rarely do they use a phone call. They just send you an email. Hey, escrow is short, $21. How do you, how do you want to fund this? Do you want to fund, so just fund mm-hmm. it from the next payment. Something like that. Or if they stop making payments at that point, you know, FCI is really good about this. They're like, do you need us to run quarterback on this? Yes. It's going to cost you some more money. Of course, it's $95 a month for them to do it. Is that worth it? For me, it is because it's like, look, that's still a passive investment for me. Mm -hmm. And right now, even though it's non performing, real estate market's so hot. Hey, yeah, I'll take that house back. Right. Yeah. So setting up your systems, knowing your sort of your game plan, like, you know, what's your loss mitigation strategy? Mm -hmm. If you give your loss mitigation strategy to to your your team, to your servicer in advance, say, here, this is the route that we're going to take. Mm -hmm. These are the steps that I would like you to take. Offer start here. If that doesn't work, go to this, go to that, go to this. Offer them the playbook, the recipe. Once they have that, you're sitting back and and seeing what happens. So, question. So, let's just pretend that we're with FCI because you're talking about FCI and how they were Mm -hmm. in
1: quarterback. Are they say like, I have my own strategy and you got your playbook. They just, they know, Hey, this is Rick's playbook. This is Brett's playbook. And they can, they can kind of jump from one to one. Or is it like,
0: here's, here's our recipes. Usually they're pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're going to, if there's going to be some other standardized, if there's some other things that your secret sauce that you're doing for loss mitigation, you may run it by them and see if you can step in and do that. So you would do those things. Sometimes I've done that. Um, Yeah. You know, we set up. You know, we worked with, I've worked with FCI and SN and they're, they're both a little different. You got that one strategy where you, you send out the FedEx package. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We would send out just FedEx anything really. You could, if you needed to get something to the borrowers, uh, mail is one way to do it. Certified mail, mm, certified mail is never usually good. Everybody loves FedEx or Amazon packages, right? The Amazon package. That they it. open it up. And so... How would you get, like the so how, this is the one question, because I, I tried to... How would I get an Amazon box? I oh, get, a box. Well, boxes, yeah, most of the... Okay, so I was thinking it was like the blue bag, and like oh, I was like, did you reseal the blue bag? Nah, no, no, you know, I've used the blue bags before, but usually just a FedEx package gets it done. Um, that catches people people's attention if you set a FedEx package, because, you know, FedEx packages, it's like, uh, somebody spent, you know, money, like 20 bucks to get this to me. This, this is probably pretty important right what is so hey hey they want to make sure i got this it usually sparks a phone call really oh yeah yeah versus a certified mail it's like even though it may cost you six dollars to send some certified mail people look at it and be like "Eh. i'm not really gonna read this or "Eh, i'm not gonna respond they didn't take but if you send something via fedex or ups it's like listen I mean, a lot of times, even with the certified, it's just like a yellow sticker, right?
1: On the, some, yeah, it's
0: a green sticker, but yeah. I mean, sometimes someone might not even know what that means. You know, just might be like, "What's the you know, point?" What? Is is everybody does that? I don't know how you got us off on that, but anyways, have your have your have your your loss <laughs> mitigation strategies there, and and hand them off so that way you can you can make and set it up to be as passive as you'd like to be. You know, you can make it as passive, passive as you want or non-passive if you want. You know, some people are type A, control. They got to have it. They got to get it done. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I guess to answer
1: the answer to the question, passivity is possible, but it, with different degrees. Correct. Yeah. So we can go from a sliding scale of completely passive. It's in a fun. All I do is, you know, check on the quarterlies, read the whatever the reports they give me, blah, 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 to... I'm working day to day doing the, you know, fix and flip, going through the non-performing section of it. Yep. And so you got a whole range. And I guess the thing is for people to understand is that you just got to pick which one you're going to line up within, you know, if you're going to be the single asset owner or you're going to be the fund or you're going to be swinging the hammers and fixing things on a non-performer. Yeah. So it's breaking down walls is Rick likes to say. Yeah. Breaking down. I I think um, that's his favorite thing to do. Break
0: down walls. (laughs) You always say if you're never having to break down walls or, Open up a wall. If you you don't want to start opening up walls, when you open up walls, that's when things (laughs) go wrong. That's when you're like, it's like anything, right? You start, start getting in there. And like, if you work on engines or take apart cars or doing like that, like if it's working and you start pulling pieces off, you might snap a bolt off. You don't know what's going to (laughs) happen when you get in there. So I say like, when you listen, anybody who's done a rehab knows when you start opening up walls, shit hits the fan. It just happens. You always, because your budget always gets blown. Yeah. You always know that when I start opening up walls, there's more stuff that I'm going to find that's wrong than that's just on the exterior. So a lot of times- When you just... start opening up walls, things go, it's just, your bud, take your budget and it's, there's a line item for that. It's the open up wall line item. I'm going to get make Rick a t-shirt for his birthday. <sighs> what's, what's, what's that? <laughs> Don't ever open up walls. Don't or...
1: open up the walls. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, that's good. Well, so if you are going to DME, we will see you there, most likely, if you saw this. But, you know, if not, I am in. I am in.
0: And then Paper Source is coming up in, in May. May. So we will be at Paper Source. Las Vegas. Yep, yeah, That's one of the really big, really big. Uh, if they use the same venue
1: as they have in uh, the last couple of times, it's, it's huge. It's really big, really big. Really fun, too. It's, a, it's actually longer than most that I've been to. It's like four or five days. The whole thing? Yeah, it's
0: long. It's like a, it's, I, I think know. it's three days. It might be. I think it's I think it's two full days and then a half day and you're done. Maybe. Um, I think it's like Friday, Saturday. All day Friday, all day Saturday. And then you leave Sunday. It's over at one. Maybe it's, we just go for four days. We, but yeah, we, usually, we you get out there Thursday. Because you can't travel. <laughs> you, you can't, well, we can't get there in time to be there no, in the morning. No, we can't get there in time to be there in the morning. But, and it's... Vegas. It's, it's Vegas. Uh, so it's like... Yeah. <laughs> one more day. Oh, and then there's one in Arizona. Noteworthy. Now it should be in like September. 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 It's gonna be warm. But uh we were on we were on a radio show. Patrick, Patrick Franz Patrick Franz and he's gonna be going out there. So uh well, he's the note mentor. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take he and I probably have a date on the golf course. We're gonna take our golf clubs and he says he's a six handicap, so I'm gonna get out there and see if I can't test him to see if he's really a six handicap. <laughs>
1: All right, well, good stuff. If you have an episode idea for us, please let us know. Of course, like always, you know, if you haven't subscribed, please do. And that's pretty much it for this one. And
0: welcome to our new studio. And yes. stay tuned to, for the video coming up. Yep, video's coming up right now.